our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Did you wash your hands? Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts, Alvin and Edmund, will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alvin. And this is Edmund. How's everybody doing out there? What's going on, y'all? What's going on? Man, it's hot outside. It's blazing hot out there. Oh, my God. I was like, this It's is... still all right, though. You know what? I'm going to just go with it. I'm going to let Mother Nature do her thing. That's what she do. And I'm going to just go with it. Because we get rain, and y'all complain about the rain. It's raining so hard out there. You, if it's cool, ooh, I wish the sun was out. Just, ain't <laughs> just never go satisfied. with it. Never satisfied. My aunt used to tell me, <clears throat> I would come. I said, ooh, ain't it's raining outside. She said, what you going to do about it, baby? What, what you going to do about it? I was like, she always had such a smart I went outside in it the other day. It wasn't thunder and lightning. I had to go get some out my out my truck, mm. and it was pouring down raining out there. So I said, "Forget it. Let me just go on out here." And hop, look, look, um, what do you call it? House sandals or whatever, and all. Just went out there and got. I mean, soaked and wet. So I just took my time. I said, "Forget it." This, There's a lot of people that don't even get to feel the rain on their skin like that. Wish no, they could. They don't. Is this considered as summer showers or summer? This ain't, is this summer showers where it rains sometime and then it's hot sometime? Is it like that? Mm, what you call it? I call it nature. It's hot. But I, I personally believe that nature is taking care of itself, cleansing itself with the heat, with the water, and all that stuff. So what do y'all think about the variants? Uh, in what sense? What do you, what do you mean? Why we can't get people to, to wear a mask, man? What's up with that? You think they do? You think they ask them to take them off too soon? I, I, yeah, I, I think they do. I think they should have. You know, while people were kind of in the mode, they were they were a bit rebellion, you mm-hmm. know, with it or whatever. But majority of the people, I feel, were wearing them, um, and I get it. People want to take it off their face, and I get it. You know, and I hear, I hear the voices of the people who don't want to wear them. Um, yeah. But if it allowed you to go outside and play for a little bit then then keep them on you know so now um to my understanding there's a new mandate that you know um the mayor keep miss keisha lance bottom mm-hmm. says um uh, put into effect uh, people having to put their masks back on yeah and they're not happy about it <clears throat> yeah, at all they're not happy about it but i mean wear a mask or suffer the consequences especially if you don't want you know i, I this is frustrating. It's time to drop that new spring summer mask for. <laughs> we were gonna bypass it and let that go, you know, because everybody had taken them off, and now you got to put them back on. <laughs> Might as well put some colors, some vivid color or something to your face. What's going on with in masks? You know what I think about them? Well, I think they had initially uh, they were gonna transition out of the country because no one was really wanting to wear masks over on this end. Okay. But now that the. Uh, the you know the mandate is back in. I think they may they may possibly open their doors to exclusive clients, but I think you got to go online and order it off the website nmas e n m a s k s dot com. So uh, what's your plans for that? Because you were you were you were in the fashion world. This is this is what we call health meets fashion. So how is this impacting you as far in in your industry as far as uh, fashions is concerned? 
Um, for me personally, um, I've had a lot of uh, private clients and stuff that have reached out. Um, there were a lot of projects that I was working on myself. Hey, brother, I, where I um, you know, were, was had to kind of put to the side for a minute to take on these these clients that are you know back in the world traveling doing their mm-hmm. resort thing, uh, bridal thing, and a few other things or whatever. But um. Uh, we'll see. We'll okay. see. You know, but uh, I want to take um, the next couple of weeks to focus on uh, a project that I, I have to get out before the end of the year. Um, you know, as far as uh, just a creative element, okay. you know, before before the weather changes, before that transition comes into effect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we got we have a new doctor that's added to the panel, uh, Dr. Coleman. She's going to be calling in at three ten. Dr. Hines will be calling in at 3.30, and Dr. Sue will be calling in at 3.45. Okay. So we're happy to have the When ladies. is Dr. Dre calling in? Dr. Dre is busy <laughs> uh, paying alimony right now. He will not be calling in. <laughs> he is paying alimony. I think it's $300,000 a month. When you hear money like that, I mean, it's like a, per month. But you know what? Could you imagine her bills or expenses per month? Security, no, I child. I mean... <laughs> Come on, I, I I I hear you, but that type of security, like, what are you being secured from? From people yeah, kidnapping you, huh? and your children. He is worth somewhere between eight hundred million and a billion dollars. Right. Whatever it takes to if to take care of her, and that's it. He doesn't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I'm not knocking that. No, hold on. Don't get me wrong. I was just saying when you brought up the security, the, the, the life element of, of of like how much money can you spend in a month's time per month just living your life. That, that's that's what I was asking. You know. You know. I used to ask that question, uh, and I'm understanding more now that just imagine you get to a certain level where you worth millions and millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and so your upkeep requires more like you just can't run to the Kroger's and Publix like you and I do if you if you get to that celebrity status of of your your fame is hinging up on uh, on people being fans and so you can't go to the store and do what you need to do I mean we can make that kind of money but people are not trying to knock our door down to get a pair of drawers and nothing (laughs) well there's a difference between the celebrity factor and then the financial aspect of it because most of my people that um, you say friends or what? Uh, I, uh, okay, let me just do it like this. I have a friend that's in the fashion world. Yeah, I'm not calling no name, but he can't even go to the to the uh, store to buy a fabric without somebody accosting him once they find out who he is. So it's long as that. So imagine this friend of mine really, really get back out there and really doing a whole bunch. He's not gonna be able to go anywhere just comfortably shop like he normally do because they're gonna be like. But okay, that what has nothing to do with the money aspect, though. Oh well, it does if you uh, if the, if the person is is married and say they have a kid and you worth two hundred million dollars and greed and stuff is so bad. Next thing you know, you be trying to kidnap your little kid. You got to have security for your kids. That's kid why you can't school. tell nobody about your kids. You can't. <laughs> Okay, let me let's get yeah. our show started. We're we not doing this See today. <laughs> but Listen. no, no. Uh, but but going back to what I was saying, though, the first thought that I was getting out. Most of the people that that and and this is this is people that I know directly. Okay. You know, I'm not gonna say somebody I saw on television and and all that kind of stuff. And you okay. read in social media blogs and all that. Kind of, directly, um, I've had contact with uh, that are very well off. Okay. Or wealthy. Okay. Their 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 lifestyle somewhat is that of luxury where they live, mm. but you see them, 
out and about in public, you you walk past them, or Especially you might even know you might even go to hand them some money. Halster wouldn't be like if Halster was out and everybody knew who Halster was. Oh yeah, but you talking about from a fashion? See that's but, a, but, but that's a fashion three. aspect. I'm saying just general with, without all of that. The strip strip away all of that that part. I mean, so you, you got some. Wait, speaking of strip, you got some, <laughs> you, and, you, you got, got some, some strippers. strippers in there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's go get our show started. Look, we'll be right back. This is Alvin and Edmund on the real 1100. <laughs>
Just for Pets Wellness Center, our expert veterinary team provides personal, professional, and compassionate services to your beloved pets. You can rely on us for pet wellness exams, medical care and treatments, dentistry, and surgical care. We provide a clean, safe, and caring environment for dogs, cats, and pocket pets with exceptional care, always the standard. We're doggone good and the cat's meow. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. This medical moment is brought to you by Total Lifestyle Change. Should I get the COVID-19 vaccine? The answer is simple. Yes, you should. Over 600,000 people in the United States have died of COVID-19 infection since it started in 2020. This is not a myth. This number is for real. If you are an African-American with diabetes, heart disease, obese, you are a greater risk of suffering from the bad effects of COVID-19. The Delta variant is here in the U.S. and is more contagious. People in the hospital and ICU are now unvaccinated. You are in control of your destiny. Protect your family and friends by getting the vaccine. This medical moment has been brought to you by Total Lifestyle Change. For more information about COVID-19 and other chronic conditions, Call 1-800-788-0941. Remember, knowledge is power. All right, all right. Y'all heard that, didn't you? You heard that. I believe we have Dr. Coleman on the line. Doc, you there? Here, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> so listen, that's my co-host, Edmund, that's on the other line. That's, I mean, that's in, in, in the studio with me. Welcome. Okay. Hey, thank you. So I'm gonna let you know, Doc. We be talking and asking a whole bunch of questions, and, and Edmund he likes to, you know, he he he's he's uh my my uh, extra guest, <laughs> my extra. <show. laughs> okay, we, we give you a hard time, Doc, but we love. I'm so happy that you decided to join the panel, and everything. So Doc will be calling in uh, on Thursdays with the other doctors and educating us on all everything specifically dealing with COVID for sure. So, and so Doc, tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay, so uh, I am a, a, a clinical pharmacist. Um, I have been taking care of patients with diabetes and hypertension for my entire career. I've been at this for about 40 years, so I've been doing this a long time. I, I'm here in the ATL. I'm on Southside, so I live over here. Uh, my, uh, my organization, um, Healing Our Village, is actually based in Jonesboro, Georgia. So I have uh, uh, basically a, an outreach and education program where I teach people how to get their diabetes and their hypertension under good control. And so our website is hovhealth.com, and now we are doing a lot of video education and online education. Um, we got a brand-new app we're about to launch called Step Up 90. We're going to launch that next 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 month, and that's going to help people lose that extra COVID weight that they picked up last year. So, so I, I'm really focused on diabetes and hypertension, but my heart is broken because of the number of African Americans who have died of COVID. I know a number of them personally that are no longer here because of getting COVID last year and this year. And there's so much misinformation and, and and incorrect information and just crazy, crazy talk, crazy talk out there right now in my community that I needed to try to get my voice out. So that's why I was so excited to, when you said that I could come on your show and talk to your listening audience 
and so that they can spread the word. And, Doc, let me tell you, we we need that. One of my questions for you is, uh, and I know this is not part of the question and answer session just yet, but um, why do our people have a hard, why do we believe conspiracy theories before we believe what we can visibly see in front of us? Wow. Okay. So you don't have enough. It's not, this show's not long enough, okay, <laughs> to get into this. But this is actually a really, really deep question. You know, I've been at this for 40 years. I've talked to tens of thousands of African Americans in my career, mainly pay, patients that I've dealt with. I used to live in California, I was in LA. Then I moved to DC and I did work in DC, Maryland, Virginia. And now I'm here in Georgia. But I tra- traveled all over the country to different urban cities, just talking to folks about, you know, health. And this is, this is, this is it. We don't, we, there's two big issues going on in our community related to health and health disparities and health inequity. Let me tell you the first one. Okay. The first one is because of all of the years of slavery and depression and economic and socioeconomic and cultural and environmental and all of those prejudices and all of them basically having these folks' foot on our neck. Mm -hmm. We're talking about having your knee on my neck. Mm -hmm. Because of those hundreds of years of this, we don't believe that we deserve to live. Mm -hmm. We don't believe that we deserve to dream. We don't believe that we deserve a piece of the pie. Mm. And so because of that, we are very quick to go to the most negative scenario. We don't ever think of the most. We never look at stuff as the glass is half full. Nope. We always are thinking about the class, the glass is half empty. That's the first part problem. Mm-hmm. The second problem has to do with something that is in the, it, there's books written about it. It's, it's, well, it's kind of a new concept, but not that new. Right. It's called social cohesion. Okay. People from Africa, people of African descent, need to be part of a collective. Hmm. We are part of a tribe. That was that's in our DNA. That's mm-hmm. that, that, that's how we that's how we survive. Mm-hmm. And over the last fifty years, we have gotten to the point now where we feel like we don't need nobody. See, we don't go over Grandmama's house no more on Sunday and have Sunday dinner. Right, sure don't. We we don't we don't have a family reunion every day, every year where we get in our cars and we drive to to the to the to the place and and hang out and, and play baseball in the park and barbecue and we're not doing that. No, nope. our families are fra- more fragmented than they have ever been. But we don't even like to talk to our friends. We don't lost track of our friends from high school. We don't we don't we don't socialize with folks after work. We, well, now we just watch our stuff on our telephones and watch this stuff on the TV. And, you know, we don't, we don't, we're not, we don't have any social cohesion. We're not together. We must have that for us to survive as a people. Yeah. 
we, and we, so part of that is therefore, you know, I, I I don't I believe I don't believe when you tell me that there's a virus taking us out. Yeah, because I don't know you. I don't trust you. Who are you? I there. I have no connection to you. And so because of that, we're we're the first ones to believe, you know, that somebody's trying to take me out. <laughs> you know what gets me, Doc, is is um, we can eat all the worst foods in the world, <laughs> and and then even on top, we can eat foods and and be a diabetic and still eat the bad foods, but won't take the vaccine. And I'm so right. confused. That's right. I, I'm, I'm so confused. So, tell me, what are you saying? Uh, are you going to, to other like communities and stuff like that to to try to get the word out? What are you saying in small towns and stuff like that? Yeah. So, so you know, you I'm sure you've been watching the news. So, the stuff that's really it's really bad in California. So mm-hmm. that's a whole separate conversation. I can I used to live there, so I can explain that to you. Okay. But but Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas. Georgia, okay? When you look at the rate of vaccination in those places, right, and then you get up to the folks that are in, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, you know, Missouri, that's a whole different set of reasons going on up there. But let's talk about where black folks are, which is the South. If you still look at our numbers, we are heavily populated in these southern states. Right. And the reason our vaccination rates are in the 30s, low 40s, whereas a place like Vermont, it's up in the 80s. Hmm. So so why is that? Why are black folks in these southern states not taking the vaccine? So I've been doing, you know, a lot of research and talking to a lot of people and trying to figure this out. There's all sorts of stuff going on, hmm. all sorts of reasons going on. But this is the, this is the problem. Okay. The, the, the reason why it's so important for them to take this vaccine is because those are the same people who got diabetes, mm-hmm. hypertension, asthma. overweight, asthma. They got all of these conditions that makes COVID-19 more deadly right. in them. So they can't afford to not take the vaccine because they're, they're at more risk of having the bad effects of COVID-19. So I'm trying, because I do diabetes, because I do hypertension, because I um, I do asthma, I understand those disease states, I'm trying to explain to people why this is an emergency. This, ain't, this is something that you say, oh, you know, I'm going to get around to it. I'm talking about when you everybody needs to leave work right now, get, get out, get go to their car right now, get on the bus right now, right now, today, right now. And go get a vaccine mm-hmm. right now, today, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was telling a friend of mine that today because I, I know he suffers from asthma. <clears throat> and I think uh, even though sometimes we think just because we may be young that it, it may not affect us. But asthma works the same way regardless of how old you are. And when, yeah. you, when you get to the point where your breathing is restricted and it's restricted not only because you just generally have asthma, but because now you have a... Uh, a respiratory uh, illness going on, it will just, it's twice the, the, the danger, you know, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, because your lungs aren't functioning right. 
because of the asthma, right? So mm-hmm. that, you know, the, there, the, there's all sorts of irritation in your lung tissues, and, and you end up, you know, collecting mucus and stuff in your lungs. And you're, you're prone to, you know, things like bronchitis and pneumonia, all because the way in which you, your air exchanges in your lungs is, is, is affected by the fact that you got asthma. But this was the deal. A lot of this is because of the media. Mm-hmm. And because of the news and the information that we were getting when this thing first happened back in 2020, in early top. March, in April, top. May, there was so much bad information. Mm-hmm. And don't leave so no they politics. got young people thinking that they didn't have to worry about, mm-hmm. but they do have to worry about. And I'm going to tell you why, because from the very beginning, it was the young people that were actually the carrier of the virus. Mm. They were what they called asymptomatic carriers. So they didn't know that they had the virus Mm. and they were just carrying it. And so they didn't have no symptoms. They didn't know that they were sick at all, but they were spreading that thing to their family members who did have diabetes, hypertension, obesity, asthma, lupus, and all the other immune cancer all the other diseases where your immune system is compromised. Hmm. So now there's this variant out there, and there's people who don't believe. They think that they're just making this stuff up. Let me tell you, folks, just, just, just listen to Dr. Coleman. Google my name. My name is Dr. Lenore Coleman, Healing Our Village. I'm, I've been at this for a long time. I trust and believe I am not making this stuff up. This Delta variant is a hundred times more contagious than the first one. That's what the news is saying. That's what the doctors are saying. So now that's when you look at who's in the hospital, guess who's in the hospital? Young people. Young people, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Dr. Mitay, I had a situation. Uh, there's a young lady. I had told her a couple of months ago, I said, uh, are you going to get the, the vaccine? Oh, well, I'm thinking about it. I'm in prayer about it. And that's another thing. Black people think they're going to grease and pray everything away. <laughs> and so I had asked her about getting the shot. She So, so she didn't do it. Her father died of COVID. Mm. She's currently now in the hospital uh, mm. on breathing, trying to breathe. Now mm. she's getting a little better. And she's, of course, now she's worried about making sure her kid's all right. She has three kids. Her cousin died, had three kids, and he was 38. Wow. And I'm like, now wow. listen, behind all that, I don't know what you're going I, I, to. I, I told my cousin that. So, well, since you're waiting on the Lord to tell you, after this COVID take you out, just ask him when you get there whether you should take the shot. Exactly. Since you, oh, exactly. So let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, say two things. Okay? First of all, my mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> And this not taking this vaccine is foolishness. My mama would have called this foolishness, number one. Number two, there are people out there who do not believe that fat meat's greasy. But I am here to tell you today that fat meat is greasy, (laughs) okay, and that this virus is killing folks. And it don't take Folks that do not have to die if they take this vaccine. And then number three, let me tell you. That these folks that are carrying this virus, that are not wearing masks, that are not taking the vaccine, okay? I call them super spreaders and you and virus incubators. 
They are an incubator. They are a Petri dish. That virus is in your body, mutating and changing. And you're the Petri dish. You're the incubator Mm. that's allowing this virus to mutate and change. Now, if you don't want to be a super spreader, and if you don't want to be a virus incubator, then you need to go take the vaccine. So, Doc, let me ask you this last question. Why do you think that uh, some of the politicians are actually going around saying, we're not going to wear no mask, we're going to have our freedom, we don't need to wear no mask, and our kids are going to go to school? What is the mindset of a person that's thinking like that? Okay, so that's a person <laughs> that is decided that they care more about getting reelected to their office then they care about the people that they serve. Mm. And they also think that they are invincible because they haven't had nobody close to them die. Mm -hmm. So that young lady who's in the hospital you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. oh, she's a believer now, ain't she? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. She fully. Oh no, she believes. She believes now. Yep, and want to get out okay. and take the shot, but she got to wait. You can't take it now. Yeah. Now you got to wait. Can't take it now. Yeah. So there. Are, so these politicians that are out there, that are trying to, are scared to say that they believe in this vaccination. That's because they're following a whole tribe of people, a whole cult of people, who believe that. The Capitol wasn't even attacked on January the 6th. Right. They think it was just tourists. <laughs> like they That's what they said. Right. Now, you and I both looked at that. We saw what was on television. And let me tell you something. If them folks that had to look like me or you, Ooh, that been- they wouldn't have been talking about there was no tourists. Sure wouldn't have. So, so anybody who says that this that they don't want to wear a mask or they don't want to take this vaccine, this is a problem. So if you're in a place where the va- uh, the virus numbers are high and you're in an enclosed area and you're around people you don't know are vaccinated, you need to wear a mask. You need to wear a mask. Because you don't know them people. You're right. Look, let me tell you, my co-host don't go nowhere without his mask. Okay. Now, if you're in a well-ventilated place or you're outside or you're around people you know, Mm. you know, or or have the vaccine and they're not around a whole bunch of people, Mm. well, then you're probably okay. All right? But, listen, if I'm going shopping, if I'm going, you know, to a place where I don't know there's going to be a lot of people around and I don't know who them people are, (laughs) oh, yeah, no, Coleman's wearing her mask because, listen, I'm not trying to get sick. (laughs) You know, there's something that's interesting. These people who got COVID and, and recovered, a lot of those people are still having what they call long hauler syndrome. They still got some of the problems that they didn't have before mm-hmm. the COVID. That's they right. don't have the same energy level. They don't feel as good. You know, they're not breathing as good. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, so th- this thing, not only does it cause problems when you get it, but even once you get rid of it, it still can cause problems in some people. Yeah, I, so I, you don't want to take no chances on this thing. 
<clears throat> yep, it's to me it's like it leaves skid marks. Just leave a little mark once it once it takes off, it leave a little mark on you. Leave a little mark, okay? And so you don't want to do that. So you know, total lifestyle change is the name of my nonprofit. If you have any questions, eight hundred seven eight eight zero nine four one. Um, you're going to be playing more PSAs that I'm going to be producing. Um, we're going to be having events. Um, so, you know, keep, keep, we'll keep you posted. Um, I live stream every Saturday on my, my Healing Our Village channel, HOVHealth.com, on my Facebook, on my Instagram, that's Healing Our Village. So between Healing Our Village and Total Lifestyle Change, we are here to, to, to bring real information to folks. So please, please reach out. We want to talk to you, and we want you all to get this vaccination as soon as possible. Well, Doc, thank you so very much. I really, really appreciate you. Looking forward to you next Thursday. You doing? Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Doctor Coleman. We appreciate that. Yes, thank you, and I appreciate y'all. All All right, right. have a good one, Doc. Keep doing what you do. All right, have a good one. Take care now. You too. Be safe. Be blessed. All right, y'all heard Dr. Coleman, this vac, this virus is serious. Now, look, we got somebody that's inside the hospital and give you some more backup information on it, and that is Dr. Hines. Doc, you on the line? I'm on the line. Good afternoon. How are you all doing? Doing Great. well, lady. How you doing? I can't complain. Did you hear Dr. Coleman? I heard a little bit of that, and yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with any of it. She, um, you know, I saw your post when they first talking about start talking about how the variants and the virus has started getting start uh, uh, populating, getting worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you, Doc, I really felt um, how, when I saw you post, I remember how bad it was early on, and I remember all the hours you were working. I remember the frustration. I remember when we first met because you had went out and made a post on Facebook talking about the virus right. and the vaccine. Right. And I remember right. how exhausted you was trying your best as a physician to save people that first of all don't know it seemed like they want to be saved and then some of the other ones that was out there you know because they had just caught the virus and, I, and when I saw you post that time I was like wow we back to this all over again all and, over again and then doc yep. and working all these hours I was like I, they don't even know what y'all put up with but anyway doc thank you for what you do I appreciate that thank you so much and I'm happy to do it but yeah it, it is it is something to be kind of right back in the same space but in a different in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, last year, this time and earlier parts of, of last year, um, you know, we one didn't know really what we were fighting against. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have the tools that we have now, um, you know, to to fight this thing. And so, you know, what the frustration is now is, you know, the vaccine is here. It is available. It is free. But yet there are people who are still um, deliberating and still hesitant about it. And and for me as a physician, that is the part that I am trying to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, of course, you know, I don't want to judge anybody. I don't want to shame anybody because, you know, your choices are your choices. Um, and, And this is your life and you have a right to make those choices. But I'm really, really just trying to understand what it is now, mm-hmm. right? Because we have 163 million Americans are fully vaccinated. So for people that said, well, I'm going to wait and see. 163 million people have had this, this vaccine. 
and we have not seen, you know, large numbers of people having major complications for this, right? right? So the assumption that you can make, and I hate that word assumption because of the first three letters, mm-hmm. but, you know, the conclusion that we can draw is that it's safe, right? Right. right. Because if you have more than half the country um, who has taken the vaccine, various manufacturers, um and there have been, you know, I'm not going to, you, you know me, you know, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been some complications. You know, of course, we recall the, the things with the blood clots with Johnson & Johnson. And there have been some issues of um, some heart inflammation mm-hmm. in some of our teenagers. Those things have happened. This is true. Um, and if those are your concerns, then you definitely should be having a conversation about what your risk is for those things to happen to you. Mm-hmm. But just to sit idly by and say, oh, well, because this happened to XYZ, I'm not going to get the vaccine and protect myself and protect my community. I'm really trying to wrap my head around that thought process at this point. Right. Um, you know, because at, at some point it just becomes a willful thing, Right. And what we're seeing now is, you know, the federal government and and private sector will follow with making the vaccine mandatory Mm -hmm. because, you know, we have given you all the chance. We've given you the data um, and given you the chance to do this yourself. And so now if you want to work here, this is what you have to do. So now here we here we are. And in law, you was being nice in law. They call it willfully ignorant. I was trying to, to not be um, to, to not do that because again, you know, I don't want to judge and shame somebody right. because that's that's not going to compel them. Nobody's going to be like, "Oh, Doctor Hines is talking bad about me, so let me go ahead and get the vaccine." Right? Sure nope, that's not going to make anybody do that. It's not. It's not that. It's not. You know, and so I try to refrain from that, but I'm I'm really struggling with understanding, uh, you know, the reasons for why not. Um, and, you know, like I said, with the federal government now mandating this for federal government employees, the private sector will soon follow. Sure will. Uh, and, you know, for people who have said, you know, like I mentioned on the show today, um, you know, people have said, oh, the government's not going to tell me what to do. The government is telling all of us what to do in one form or another. One form and that's or another. Just, you know, because as I mentioned, I gave two examples. I can remember, and you know, I don't know about Edmund, but I know Alvin. You can remember where you could, when a time when you could smoke in a restaurant. I sure do. Yep. Right. And on a plane but, too, right? And on a plane, yeah, you mm-hmm. could smoke anywhere you want to smoke. Mm-hmm. You could smoke in a car with the windows up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I also remember a time when I would ride in the car with my family and not wear a seatbelt. That's right. I do too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So what happened? Did we all of a sudden decide that seatbelts were safe? No. The government mandated mm-hmm. that this is what you had to do for a public safety standpoint. That's right. And and that is the position that the government is now taking, that this is a, and it has been this whole time, you know, a public health crisis. And so now we are going to intervene and be big brother and take these steps so that y'all will do this, so that way we can get this this over with. Now, from the private sector standpoint, they're looking at it from a business standpoint because their businesses can't operate at 100%, either because they don't have staff or they don't have customers or both. That's right. And so, you know, folks are going to get tired of that and say, hey, listen, 
this, this is what it is. You want to come in here and eat, you got to be vaccinated. You want to come in here and work, you got to be vaccinated. Yep, because it's costing them money. Because it's costing them a lot of money. A not, lot of money. You know, I'm going to tell you, if they have to shut down again, I know it's going to affect the African-American community more than anything. Because it's not going to be like the government sending out these uh, checks, COVID checks, and all that kind of stuff like they did the last time. Because the Republican Party already didn't want us to have that. Didn't want to do it. Right. <clears throat> didn't want to do it. So you think now, again, if they shut down, that all of a sudden we're going to start getting these unemployment checks for $300 and an extra $600? No, they're not going to do mm-hmm. that. They're going to let No, them, that's, that's, that's what, not going to go. And, and you know, and I don't think that we will have, um, you know, this is just me, you know, prognosticating. I don't think that we will have a shutdown again because of the vaccine. Okay. Because so many of us, have been vaccinated that is why you know the number of deaths even though the case numbers are going up and they will go up and it's estimated that we will be back at 200,000 cases, new cases a day in six weeks mm. if we don't if we don't turn around yeah um and so those are like march 2020 numbers when we were really really in the thick of in the thick of the pandemic but the population in which that is affected by that will be smaller because okay. mostly, and we're seeing 99% of new cases are happening in the unvaccinated. Mm. So the impact, um, you know, individually, of course, the impact will be as great as it has been, but overall the impact will be a little bit smaller. And I don't think will trigger um, shutdowns um, like it did last time because so many more of us are vaccinated. But what is going to happen, um, you know, there are going to be mask mandates again. Um, and, and there are going to be, you know, some opportunities where, you know, vaccination status is going to have to be demonstrated. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in Europe now, they are um, doing the vaccine passport, for a better way of putting it, where you have to show proof of your vaccination in order to enter the country. So, you know, because, again, you know, we are the, in the United States, we are a larger economy. So you take these smaller countries, they cannot, they absolutely cannot afford to go back to, you know, the, the height of pandemic levels. Um, you know, because especially places that depend on tourism, and many places do, um, you know, they have just been devastated. So they can't, you know, they haven't even recovered. So, you know, to have a second wave of, of financial devastation would be, you know, just just monstrously uh, unfortunate for them. So, yeah, a lot of countries are like, Mm-mm, you can't come here if you don't have this. So you stay home. You stay wherever it is, wherever home is, you stay there. Now, on, on just just to take a turn for a minute, I want to talk yeah. about one other thing. Uh, so just so y'all be reading your Facebook posts all the time. <laughs> Doc had posted something about her daughter running track, and it was absolutely mm. amazing example about Simone Bio that had to had to uh, decide to take a choice to take care of her take care of her health, both physical and mental, as opposed right. to trying to serve uh, an audience of people that don't really know her, her full name actually or how to pronounce it correctly, and don't really care about and, her and as an individual. Don't yeah. care nothing about her. And I mm-hmm. love your analogy that you made with your daughter. It was like I could see you doing exactly the way you wrote that sto- story. So, Doc, and apparently she must be taking out the moment. I don't know if y'all know Dr. Hines used to run track. 
I did. Oh, and I still man. I still run. I run distance now. I haven't in the past year and a half because of COVID and all of this stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, I ran track in high school and, and stepped away from it for many, many years and then came back and started running long distance. So, um, you know, I started when I started back running, I started running 5Ks, which is three miles. Right. And then built up to 10Ks, and, you know, we have the famous Peachtree Road Race, which is a 10K that happens here every 4th of July here in Atlanta. Right. Uh, and then moved up to half marathons. And so, um, to date, I have completed about 10 or 11 half marathons. Um, and so, I'm hoping to get back to, to those levels. But, um, yes, my daughter does run, um, and she just finished her summer track season. And so, we are very excited for her. She enjoyed it and found a love of a sport. So it's nice. Um, you know, my husband uh, ran track as well. So it's really nice that we have all of that that we can share together. Um, but, yeah, so one of her teammates, one of her re- relay teammates um, got sick after an individual race. And, um, you know, she hydrated and recovered, and they still had one more race to do. And she was very adamant that she could run this race. And, you know, the coaches rightfully so, pulled the relay team from the race because there wasn't an alternate that we could sub in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, they pulled they pulled the team from, from that race. And, you know, again, totally the right decision to do. Mm-hmm. But the young lady that, uh, that um, you're speaking of, um, you know, was, was very upset to the point of tears mm-hmm. that she, you know, she kept saying, I can do it, I can push, I can do it, I feel okay. And, you know, and she's crying and, and such things and feeling like she has let her team down and so on and so forth. And so I went over and I just talked to her and I said, no. I was like, you have done, you know, she had done tremendously well up until that point in the meet. Um, and I said to her, I was like, listen, you know, we are, I know you're disappointed. I get that. And I know you want to run and you really feel that you can push mm-hmm. and make your body do something that maybe it can't do right. at this moment. Um, but we're going to listen to our bodies and we're going to stop and rest and recover. There will always be another race. Right. There will always be. And that's true. You know, that was true then. And that is true in life. when we, when we look at things that we want to push and make happen and, you know, and I'm guilty of that myself. And so that's why I recognize in this young lady, I saw myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I gave her the advice that I have been giving myself recently um, about, you know, stop. Right. It is okay to stop. It is okay to rest. It is okay to recover. And then, you know, you may miss races or miss opportunities, miss deadlines, whatever. Um, but you have to take time out for yourself to recover yourself. Because if you're not well, you really can't be anything for anybody else. That's right. Right. Um, and, and, you know, and, and this young lady is, is an African-American young lady, and I definitely wanted to put in her head because African-American women, we always are just under that pressure to make it happen no matter what. No matter what. Um, particularly when we are, when we're wives and we're moms, and even on the job, you know, just making a way out of no way. That, mm-hmm. that, that's our thing, right? Yep. But, but that mentality and taking on that burden is really damaging not only to our physical health, but also to our mental health, where we don't give ourselves permission to stop because it doesn't feel right. Right. Or, you, you know, and so, you know, this the same thing with, with Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, um, where, you know, she just withdrew. She's like, you know, I am struggling with something else right now, and I 
cannot focus and give my 100% to this, mm. so I'm not going to do it. Right. And Simone Biles has recently done the same thing. And I applaud these young ladies for having the courage to say that and to be given the space to say, this is not where I, I'm not feeling this right now, so I'm, I'm just going to stop. And, and I'll, I'll come back to it, or maybe I won't, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think that it's wonderful to see not only them taking that step to preserve their mental health and their, you know, doing that self-care, um, but then the support that has, has come out of this. Because, mm-hmm. of course, you know, when we look at our athletes, we look at them as a product. Right. They are there, you know, and I, and I think to a point, you know, we may not even see them as human. Mm, yeah. Because they do such superhuman things, you know, like Michael Jackson, or Michael Jackson, excuse me, Michael Jordan playing with the flu mm-hmm. in the finals. Right. He should have been propped up somewhere drinking some juice and hydrating and getting himself better. And, and we and we look at these superhuman feats and, you know, and they are for our entertainment. And, you know, and most certainly in these last 18 months, we definitely have needed the diversions that our entertainers have provided for us. But, you know, we have to stop and see their humanity. And and give them space for that. You know, Doc. Uh, when I saw the Simone Biles thing, and, and I when I actually read your article, uh, it just reminded me you have to determine what, and really wholeheartedly determine what your success, personal success goals are, and don't Almost certainly. and don't allow your personal success goals to be driven by a fan base or and or group of people to determine. Okay, so I've made it because as soon as you don't make it. And you got this, these people sitting in the stands expecting you to make it. Them same ones are not going to be able to understand when you decide, I need to take a break. Well, you're, you're exactly right. Um, and, you know, so there was, there was another article that I posted, um, and they were talking about Miss Carrie Shrug, mm-hmm. who was on the 96th Olympic team. And if you remember, she was the, the gymnast that hurt her leg. Mm-hmm. And had it in a cast or splint or whatever that was, and then still get the vault. That's right. Yep. Right. Yep. And just seeing her, you know, because of course they've been replaying this, and and looking at this now as I am much older. Back then I was like, wow, you know, that's really courageous of her to do that. Now I'm like, that was just a foolish thing to do. Because, and and the proof in the pudding is, she injured herself so much that she had to retire from gymnastics after that. So what was it for? Because as, as this article has said, the team had already secured the gold, so she didn't even need to do it. Right. You know, so it wasn't like, you know, the gold is resting on you doing this one vault. And that even, even that is an incredible amount of pressure to put on a child because you have to realize that a lot of these young, young men and women that are in the Olympics are teenagers. Yep. Yeah. They're children. They're somebody's children. And that's and, I, in a, and I'm gonna tell you what you're not gonna do, you're not gonna stress my baby out <laughs> at see, all. See that, mom, no. mama gonna be there on the sideline. On the sideline. Mm-hmm. Doc, she's done, she's done, you know. Doc, I'm gonna tell you, thank you so much for coming because we got your your cohort on the other on the other line, Doctor uh, Sewell has called in. Yes. And uh, and I'm sure that she's gonna have I'm sure she has a deeper introspection about the, the Simone Biles and and, and that situation and I, I'm, I'm eager to hear what she has to say about it yeah 
Yeah, I, yeah, that's going to be interesting. So thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate you. Much we'll, welcome. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk to you next week. All right. All right. Thanks, Doc. All right. Be safe. All right. All right. Bye. All right, y'all. That was lady number two. That was Dr. Hines. So we've had Doc, uh, Dr. Hines calling. Now we got Dr. Sewell calling in. Doc, you there? I am. How you doing? I am. How are you guys doing? doing I'm great. doing well. How about yourself? Doing well. Doing well. That's good. That's good. So, um, I really wanted to, to just talk briefly about the children are getting ready to, the kids are getting ready to return to school. Yeah. Um, and, and in most states, or I should say in many cities and counties, they're going to, it, it will be no hybrid model, meaning it will be no virtual um it won't be like virtual a few days a week and face-to-face a few days a week. It's going to be full-on face-to-face. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, I think there are a couple of things that need to be discussed. Um, and the reason I say that is because for in, in most of the states, you know, we had kids, they started back, you know, they started opening up or, or um, kind of, <clears throat> you know, reducing the restrictions, if you will. Mm-hmm. And and so they would let the kids back in school. Then all of a sudden they would say, yeah, no, it's not working. I'm going to pull them back out. Right. Um, or they would do that hybrid model, which was not really beneficial for a lot of, of parents. Um, so one of the things I think we need to look at is, is some planning. First thing is, even before we started talking about the parents or the greens, just in terms of the children, I think first and foremost, we need to make sure that the children have some level of stability. Um, because keep in mind, they're going to go into a culture shock when they go back to school and they're, they are there full time. First of all, you have, first of all, my, my, what I am thinking is that there are a number of teachers and I've been reading on some, some articles here, here, there, and seeing some things on the news. There are a number of teachers who are not returning to the classroom. That's the first thing. We were already limited in this country on teachers simply because they really don't get paid enough. Um, in my opinion. Also, in my opinion, we have a lot of legislation that's dictating what goes on, policies, legislation that dictates what what goes on in the classroom from people who have only sat in the classroom. And usually that was like 50, 60, 70 years ago when they sat in the classroom, Mm -hmm. Um, in addition to that as a student. And then in addition to that, for those who have worked as a teacher, they haven't worked as a teacher in decades in their passing policy. And so because of some of the legislation that's coming down and the teachers are feeling like, um, the, the individuals in the classroom are feeling like, listen, you, we're, we're not really being heard. You're not understanding what we have to deal with, and you're not understanding what some of our children have right. to deal with. That, so in other words, I cannot be effective because I have some other people that are dipping their nose in my business. Because of that, then we also have a limitation of, of teachers. Um, so that's the first thing that you're going to have to deal with. So you have students that are probably, uh, many of them are going to be going into a much larger classroom. Second thing is they're not requiring, it's not a mask mandate for a lot of the classrooms. Right. Because of that, and we do see now statistically that there are young people who can, who can become infected with COVID. Right. So the, the, because of that, your children are really going to, you're really going to have to be on your P's and Q's because the kids are going to be socializing with a lot of different individuals. First of all, they're going to be socializing unmasked. That's the first thing. When I say I, when I say unmasked, I mean in large numbers. Keep in mind, a lot of these children haven't been socializing a lot, right? right. They've been running around. They've been running around in the household, right. running around in the yard, and and sometimes we'll let them go and visit their cousins. Um, we'll let them go visit their cousins because we feel like that's a safe space. Right. Okay. So now you're going to have 
that energy right there. Some some of that is going to make some of these children very nervous. For some, they're going to be very happy. For others, you know what? That is going to cause an increase in anxiety for them because they have not been around these kids for a long for a, a, you know a large number of people right. for for a period of time, and some never. So this may be their first time in that particular position. So as a parent or a guardian, that's that's something that I would watch out for. I would watch out for symptoms or symptomatology of anxiety that could be, you know, that could be your child starting to 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 wet the bed. That could be your child not wanting to leave home and or just staying up under you mm-hmm. the entire time. Those are things to look for. And also, you don't know what kind of stories the children are going to come back with either because you don't know what goes on in somebody else's home. So you don't know if adults are talking openly in front of these children and suppose they had relatives or parents or somebody to die during COVID, right? If they're talking about these things, that's going to make those children nervous. Mm -hmm. If the parents keep on the news all the time and they're continuously talking about these things, that's going to make those children nervous. So, So that's the first thing. Monitor that. Make sure you give the child some time to express themselves when they get home. I know a lot of times parents are extremely busy. This could be like 15 or 20 minutes or maybe find some time to sit down at the dinner table. I know everybody has a different schedule, but in this particular instance, to make sure that your child is adjusting appropriately and you don't see any signs or symptoms of of anything that are, you know, that's out of the ordinary. Just sit down and talk to them or just monitor them when they're playing. Allow them to have that type of of space. Secondly, what I would say for, and, and also begin to put them on a schedule. They're getting ready to start school. So you know what? Go ahead and put them on a schedule this week mm-hmm. because many schools are going to start at the beginning of August. Right. So they need to get in the habit of what time do I get up? What time do I, you know what I mean? What time do I get up? What time do I go to bed? Right. The parents need to start placing themselves on a schedule mm-hmm. as well because they've been working remotely and, and the kids are, have been at home working virtually, you know, doing virtual learning. Right. So the parents need to put themselves on a schedule as well. Am I going to fix lunch for my child? Am I going to have to do carpool mm-hmm. for my child? You know, what are, what are some of these things that, that, we're, that I'm going to have to do? The other thing is I would encourage the parents to have a plan B because the, the variant is real. Yes, Lord. It is real. They are trying to stop from shutting states down. They are trying, trying and trying and trying. Here's the reality. It's probably not going to happen. Right. Now, some states, you know, I'm not, I don't want to get too political, but some, a lot of the red states, they probably won't shut down nope. just, just, to, just to prove a point. So they don't, they don't, as far as I'm concerned, they don't care if everybody falls out and dies or gets sick and they're, and they're hanging out on the street having difficulty breathing. As long as they can say, I didn't let you tell me what to do <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not going blue or purple, right. then, then I'm okay. They're going to go purple. Because... Man. They, 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 it's, 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 they're okay. So at the end of the day, <clears throat> have a plan B because there will be some schools, particularly if you go to a private, if, if your child goes to a private institution, mm-hmm. charter school, something like that. A lot of those schools, I guarantee you, if it, if it gets if it gets worse than it is now, and right now we're in a surge, mm-hmm. I guarantee you a lot of those parents are going to say, hey, we're going to have to pull our kids out, or either some of the schools are going to say, we're going to have to go to a hybrid model, or we're going to have to go to a virtual model. So what I'm saying to you is come up with a plan B. B. Yeah. Do not get caught off guard. Do if, not. Because if the kids can't work, then, I mean, the kids can't go to school, who go, how the parents going to go to work? That Correct. Correct. Do not be caught. And so, and that's the other piece that I want to talk about as well, because keep in mind, too, that the daycares are scarce right now as well. Mm-hmm. I daycare. Think, mm-hmm. I think we got to go to that little break thing that we have to go to. Right. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll come back. we let you finish the other half of that. Okay. All right, hold on just a second. 
talking about uh the parents being the other piece is for the parents to take to make sure they're or the guardians to make sure that they're taking care of themselves because a lot of parents are going to be on pins and needles because of the variant and they don't know what their children are bringing back into the home because their children are going to be around other children who will who many uh, will not have a mask on that's right um children in general get into a lot of things you know they play a lot um they have their hands everywhere so you know I don't, I don't want to say that, that they carry a lot of, of germs in a negative manner, but you know as well as I do. Yes, <laughs> you get into everything. I'm around. Just on, a re- just on a regular day. Right. <laughs> just on a regular day. Right. So <clears throat> one of the things to do if you have that type of anxiety as a parent, then, is, is kind of do the same thing that we were doing when, when we were going through that first surge. You know, a lot of times, you know, the parents will say, okay, well, you have to take your shoes off here, but explain to them what you're doing, mm-hmm. but don't go overboard because like, for instance, during, and I think I mentioned this during the first surge, I ran into a young lady who she had a, a, a an adolescent son and she was spraying, literally spraying him down with Lysol. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's inappropriate. I'm sorry. She could have been children's <laughs> services for that. <laughs> yes. I'm like, that's, that's inappropriate. I'm like, you're making him nervous because you're all over the place. And plus he's probably feeling like he's inadequate and, and all types of things. So, so no, don't, don't do that. Just explain to them, Hey, we want to make sure that we, we try to keep people healthy. I still want you to go out and play, you know, those types of things right. like that. So that can kind of allay some of your anxiety. Going back to the planning, childcare centers started closing down mm-hmm. during COVID. Mm-hmm. Many of them have not reopened for various reasons, for various reasons. Um, because of that, what I would say is start putting your support plan together now. If you're a parent or guardian, so child care, if you have any relatives that you trust, do that. I mean, just start putting together a a plan. If you're a person that can work from home, I would recommend that you, I would recommend that you do that as well. You get into the habit. If you can at least do, if you can do a hybrid model. So just in case your child ends up having to do that, or they have to go back to learning virtually, you will already be set up and planned in terms of this. Okay, this is how I can work and this is what mm-hmm. I can do. So those are those are the things I'm saying that because, again, the kids are going back to school because I already have people hitting me up, one being Mr. Watson, about some kids and some supplies and, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of <laughs> other stuff. Uh, I, I received uh, some information from uh, a barber that I go to when, when my primary barber is not in town and he does things for the school year and things of that nature. So... We, at this point, we need to kind of keep them in mind, just try to make sure they're adjusted. It is going to be an adjustment. These children are going to have to sit in the classroom all day. That's something they have not had to do when they were doing virtual learning. The parents would tell them to go sit in front of the computer and do their work. They might sit with them an hour or two, and then they would tell them to get up and walk around or do whatever because even the parent was becoming tired. Well, here's the thing now. The kids are going to have to go from class to class to class to class. That's going to be hard. So they're going to have to learn how to, they're going to have to learn to sit down. And that may be something that you may have to start working on your, working with your child to do right now before they even get into the classroom. Because also remember this, a lot of the teachers are going to be frazzled because there are many teachers who are going back, but they really don't want to go back because they don't feel safe. Right. It's not that they don't want to teach the, the, the kids. They just don't feel safe. So they're saying, let me try this out. But if it doesn't work, I'm going to have a problem. So, you're not mandating that that the teachers wear masks 
either, but some schools are trying to mandate that the teachers don't wear masks. Yep. In or, some areas. Yep. Or just letting them do what they want to do. And Correct. That's, that's, yeah. So, but that's a red those state. are just, those are some anxieties that you're probably going to have to look at. I would start trying to monitor them now. I would try to educate my child on them, let them know, like I said, try to set up a schedule for them just so there can be a level of stability and you can set up even talk time for them. If they need to, you know, to, hey, how was school today? What's going on? And like I said, kind of look at them and see what they're doing. See if they're trying to sit up under you because they're afraid to go, you know, they're afraid to go to school. What, like, what are they hearing? Are they wetting the bed? Right. Have they never done that or did they stop and they started, you know, they started again? Are they trying to play sick all of the time? Because sometimes children still do that. Something is wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And, they, and that's what they'll, they'll pretend like something is wrong with them. Those are things. See if they can concentrate on doing their work. See if they get antsy right before they go to bed. Like, they're calm all day, but they get antsy right before they go to bed as opposed to right before they go to school because they may be thinking. And then monitor how they are on Friday night because if they don't know they have to go because if they're not going to school on Saturday, you may notice that they're a little calmer when they go to bed right. Friday night than when you start seeing them on Sunday evening. So those are the things to, to look at while you're out doing your school shopping, while you're doing your tech. Make sure you do it in a ta- on a tax-free weekend. I know each state has a tax weekend for back to school shopping. So those are just some other things I just wanted to remind people to stay alert about. Well, Doc, thank you so very much. We really appreciate you calling in. Definitely. Yes, sir. All right, Doc. Yes, sir. Have a good one. All right. You Be too. safe. Be blessed, Doc. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. All right, y'all. We had all of the doctors on today with some good information that you need to think about related to COVID. You, you yourself, and your kids and your families. Trying to keep it safe. Now comes the part where we have some fun with a little music. I've already picked out a good little plot of music there. I think my co-host had to dig and find some stuff. <laughs> I've given him my list of songs. It took you a while to get your little music together. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have now we're gonna have a little a little bit more a little more just relax you a little bit and take all that information in. So we're gonna kick it off uh, with this AC uh, is pumping, isn't it? Feels good to me. Okay, well you yeah. go right on here then. Yeah, yeah, feels good to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, so I guess we're gonna kick his song off, right? We're gonna do. Oh yeah, we're gonna go ahead and play a couple of my co-host songs, and then I'm, I'm gonna bring it on in. You know, to have a little conversation between. I can that. guess what you're gonna play though. I bet you can't. <laughs> I bet you can't. All right, y'all. Uh, we'll we'll be right back. This is Alvin and Edmund on the Real 1100.
looking across the room Seeing your eyes meet mine A chiller runs up my spine It's wonderful Yes it is Hoping you'll soon be mine The stare I can't control That's what I'm talking about. That, y'all, that was who, my song right who, there, the last who could, two. Who could bring that back to life? Nobody but Stephanie Mills. She, ain't nobody need to be doing <laughs> that but her. That was Stephanie Mills' song right there. I know y'all hadn't heard that in a while. He's going to tell me I ain't heard that in a long time. I haven't. Y'all, I haven't let me tell y'all, my co-host is about to freeze to death. About he to can't stand here, no y'all. cold. No. This little chill ain't even nothing. Man, I need a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> so listen. Seriously, though, uh, I know it is time for people to go back to school and all this kind of stuff. Y'all, please wear your mask. I don't want to go back to this going, shutting down and stuff. I, I mean, I'm starting to feel a little bit of freedom, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just just wear your mask, y'all. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. I saw this movie by Liam Nielsen uh, called Ice. It was a show about uh, truckers driving on ice. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. It was a movie or a reality show? It was on Netflix. Get this. Now, you know it's not often I, I will watch a Netflix movie. At 11 o'clock, once I made it from our studio last night, mm-hmm. I worked like till 10, 30, 11 o'clock last night. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to the studio. I got home. How early? I know, right? <laughs> and I, I said, you know, I'm just going to live in this bed and watch me. A whole, I watched me a full movie. It was so Good, but mind you, I was up this morning at seven o'clock because we had to be back at the studio, and it was like nonstop, all until I got ready to come in here. And I had to run home, just take me just like a ten minute nap. My co-host been sleeping for about forty five minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so cold in here. I, you know, what? I was supposed to send a shout out to uh, Mr. Q if he's listening to us on the show today. Is one of my buddies Q. He's he's gonna tune in and listen to listen to us on the radio. Okay. Uh, and of course, you know my brother's out there in the hot sun listening to us every day. He's in Texas delivering mail, and I'm complaining about the cold. And let me stop. And he said, he said, Alvin, it is crispy out here in Texas, like 98 degrees out there in the hot sun delivering in polyester. Stuff. He be wearing the, the postman suit. That's with the polyester. And stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but it don't just poly, just be on Esther, don't be on. <laughs> 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 just be like. 
<laughs> it should be some shorts of wow. in a tank top. So, um, oh my God. So, on one of our other shows, uh, after sports, after talk, after sports talk is on the second Wednesday of this month. Um, comes on at three o'clock. He has a really good. The, really the gentleman that came in and mm-hmm. uh, spoke a few Dukes, weeks ago. Okay, Dukes, after yeah. sports okay, talk, cool. has a really good show coming up. All right, and uh, holistic living is uh, next week. I mean, is uh, yeah, next week Wednesday, I believe. Next week's Thursday. Okay, so and she has a really good show on. And then of course we have Dr. Hines, and then we have our show. So these are the shows we have from the Old Fashioned F Network that are come uh, that are on all month long, and we hear every Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. So you need to tune in. And then our new wonderful website is Old Fashioned Health. Network.com. Old fashioned health network.com. It is okay, nice. Cool. All right. All you right. may see a couple of spots with just a picture because we don't have a production from that particular company yet. That particular show, uh, net, that particular show that's on the network, but they got some shows coming. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice. You're looking at me like, who are you talking about? But I know you already know. I, I have no idea. But we, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so tomorrow I might do a recap of, um, I told you, making of the. Uh, Making the Cut is on. It's Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum's show. Mm. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. So I've been kind of checking it out. That comes on uh, each Friday. They drop the episodes, new episodes each Friday. How is Excuse it? Me. It's actually good. Um, what is it called? This is the second season. Uh, Making the Cut. Okay. Yeah, Making the Cut. Because, you know, they got cut from um, Project Runway pretty much. And they started their own uh, show. And oh, so it's from the from the fact that they got cut from Project One Way and they made their own show called Making that's, the Cut. That's how you do it. When they cut you loose, you set free, oh, you do wow. your own thing. Yeah, so I'm, I, I stand and support that. Um, plus, for me personally, um, you know, it's, it's an element of um, just being glad to see that there is shows like that on television, mm-hmm. you know, that caters to the independent designers um, who are, you know, just kind of trying to do their thing. So it's great a great form of um, exposure okay. for them, you know. And then, of course, you know, whomever wins, wins the the, the ultimate prize, which they're giving away a million dollars. Okay. You know, so that's pretty good. So uh, it takes a while for it to kind of, like, settle in on who I'm actually rooting for. Okay. Um, I go off of the passion of the individuals, um, not so much as just what they do. And I love to see the diversity. You in should have been the, judge on that show. I would have loved to have been a, a judge on that show. Um, that would have been cool. Yeah. It's not oh. too late for the listeners to tell them on season three if they make it to that. To, Why don't you to just tell me yourself? I think I will be a better I think it comes. I think it comes. I think it sounds better when it's coming from the people versus me. Because, of course, you're going to go in and say what, what you think. But the the people who actually watch the show, other than myself, you know, mm-hmm. but if they, you know, let them know that, that's what it is. You know, you know my mother used to say, a closed mouth don't get fed. She didn't say nobody had to tell somebody that you was hungry. She just said a closed mouth don't get fed. In other words, if you don't go out there and tell the people, I'm hungry and I want something to eat, you won't eat. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I personally thank Mr. Uh, sir. Listen, I will be an asset to this show, and y'all need me on here and let the people see that Sometimes it was a great Sometimes you can show idea. them better than you can tell them. I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I hear you where you're coming from, but, you know, Some what did I say in the beginning show. of this conversation about, you know, building, building I was things? sleep. Okay, yeah, you were. You I were. was taking the that air, That air about to take you out. I'm, I'm good. So, look. Okay, so football season is coming up. Jackson State football season is coming up. I'm a little worried about I, we won't be able to go to I was games. just thinking that, like, how are we going to – you don't, you don't think don't it's going it's going to happen? Let me tell you what I thought about it. So let me ask you all this. Do y'all believe, now check this out, Greg, you too. 
do you believe it would be a good idea as far as retailers concerned, retailers is concerned, and just regular businesses if they said, okay, if you come to my store or my business, if you wear a mask, you get a dollar off of your food, a dollar off your haircut, a dollar off your a dollar off your groceries. If you wear a mask when you come into the store, don't you think that would be a better incentive incentive for people to probably you'll get what you want inside of your business, you, which means you want people to be safe inside, that they'll be more apt to do it. It's like, okay, if you go to Publix or whatever grocery store you shop at, wear a mask, you get a dollar off your groceries. Now, it ain't, they, they ain't going to lose the money because they'll find a way to build it into the prices. Mm -hmm. But you get a dollar off your groceries. You get a dollar off, off, a dollar off your whatever you buy if you're at Macy's, wherever you are. Yeah. I think that'll work. What do you think, Greg? Uh, yeah, you have to incentivize it somehow mm -hmm. because asking someone to do something for the greater good is close to, um, I mean, no one's really going to follow that. I told a lot of people about the shopping cart theory mm -hmm. where people will, you know, when you go to a store and you mm -hmm. leave, do you put the shopping cart in the shopping cart return or do you just like put it somewhere? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, Some people like you don't have to put it back, but it would, it would help if you put it back. Right. But it, it would be good to incentivize the, uh, incentivize the customers um, and you know people are being um, some states are using trying to get some in, in, in incentive mm. for people to get the vaccine yeah yeah they're giving it, to it, a lottery to win a, a hundred million dollars or mm -hmm. at least a million dollars right or they'll get free concert tickets they'll right. get free ice cream yeah and <laughs> so, now they're giving away money right They've been giving away money like a hundred dollars per vaccination. I think it's or, is it, or is it one state. I, well, I know in Ohio it was the lottery, it was the lottery to win a right. million dollars. Right. I can't remember what state. But I think they were given like five hundred dollars. I wanted to say retroactive. I and mean, like, if you already had shot, you go back and bring your paperwork and get you. See, there you money. go trying to cheat. One of my friends said I, he would I, go I to Ohio <laughs> to enter the lottery by getting the vaccine again. Yeah, I think I would give me one more shot. You get it. Give me another boost. I just, I'm just gonna put another boost. Now I'm just kidding. We need to ask the doctors how does that work? If you were to get like another shot, like if you felt like the one that you got wasn't, like if you, if you got, say for instance, you got the J and J, and you now prefer to have the, the Pfizer, Moderna, can, a Moderna. You just, uh -huh. <laughs> I don't think that'll work work over too well. That's too much medicine in you. I don't think that'll go. And I also have a question, like with it being, how does it? last in your system for so long and I, I hear they say you got to get the booster shot and all of that but i would just like to kind of know the science behind According how does to it them, last in your body how or how long does it last yeah so and where is it like where does it where does it like where it resides in your body yeah into your bloodstream you know your bloodstream and your cells and everything but your body filters itself it cleanses itself like where is it in your muscle tissue is it in your 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 cells so, is it in your like when you say the body filters itself, you're talking about a bowel movement. You're not talking about a medication that's in your bloodstream. You don't use the bathroom based on uh, and cleanse your not blood your blood. digestive tract, but even with that, I mean, like in regards to your kidney filters and, and does what it's supposed to do, correct? And then your body sweats out certain things. Like where does it does it just stay in your system it, and for it, how long? Yeah, so it's like whenever you take a blood test, they want to see what kind of medication you're taking. Mm -hmm. That's because it's in your bloodstream, so it stays in there. Until for how long? They, until, for, they, they're saying six months, eight months, and so they, they really don't know. No, they said first they said eight months, and they said possibly a year. That's why they're asking people that you may have to get a booster, just like the flu shot usually lasts six months in your bloodstream, and then after that it's possibly gone. So anytime you've taken a blood test, they want to see what's in your system, mm -hmm. and that's how they can tell. 
So it's 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 sitting in your in your bloodstream. Okay. They can tell whatever whatever you have going on or whatever's in your system, a blood test would do it. Mm. Tell you everything. So yeah, that's but I mean, if they require I heard Pfizer might require a booster. I'm gonna go on and get them one more little boost if I have to. Cause I can't I can't go down with this coronavirus. Because I've done well the time I did have it. So I can't I can't I can't go down with it no more. So we only got two minutes to go ahead. Did you wanna uh, did you wanna make a closing church announcement? Not today. I'll I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> I'm sure you have something that you I li- do. you'd like to I get do. off your yes, chest. Sure do, sure do. I mean I've been working all day long today. Uh <laughs> I would like Welcome to back you. to the workforce. I know. Yeah, because you, what you're saying, I was gone for a while. Anyway. No, you Ooh, talking about oh all the day. All, every day is a work Jesus day. Go ahead. Continue. What were you about to say? I forgot. I don't even want to say it no more. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Y'all, listen, we'll be here tomorrow, bright and early, with some great music. We'll have some lot fun music. Y'all, make sure you, if you go to our podcast, uh, OFH uh, Radio, and you can go back and listen to this broadcast again that we did today. Uh, check it out tomorrow. And you can hear the doctors and all the things they were talking about, about the COVID and all that stuff. I encourage you to wear your mask. I encourage you to think about going and get the shot, you know, because you ate at Waffle House and you had no problem eating it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's a- and look at the people in the Waffle House. They be looking all kind of ways back. Wait there. a minute. Now those be- people are working. Now uh-uh, we're so not, we not going to do that. Listen, I went to the Waffle House. I'm not going to give you the location. And that's been years ago. And I said, what you, did you just put your hands on my bread? Like, and that was years ago. And I, I said, mm-mm. And I'm looking down at the floor. And they just, they just slap me. <laughs> and see, they count on you being so drunk that you don't know what you're eating. And that chicken just as dry as a notebook sheet of paper. Let me go. But they were open 24 hours and on Christmas. They don't ever close. Uh, I've seen ones that, that, that have closed. That's because something happened and they, they got the, the oh, yellow tape yeah. around the um, building. No, no. <laughs> because of the pandemic, some were closed oh, at like yeah, 7 yeah, 8 yeah, o'clock. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was different. I had never yeah. seen a Waffle House with Never. I, I wasn't either. I, I, I didn't even see that Waffle House closed when they had Hurricane Hugo up here. Waffle House was open. Just riding the storm out, waiting on y'all to come in there. <laughs> All right, y'all, look, this is Alvin. And Edmund. On The Real 1100. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to this special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. We hope the information provided will help in every way possible. For more information, please visit oldfashionedhealth.com. Tune in at this time next week and stay safe.